Who is that? What team's that? Different everyone's like, oh, is it going to be a comeback? Can you name the five biggest stadiums in League Two? Hello and welcome to EFL at URN. This is episode 32. Uh, obviously, I'm one of your co-hosts, Harry Waring, and we're joined by Luke Green. How are we, Lukey? Yeah, good. Good Easter, what are you? Yeah, pretty decent, pretty decent. Not a lot going on, watched a lot of football, but, you know, yeah. some wins, some losses, I guess. Mainly losses for me, um, which is which has been absolutely amazing. Delightful, delightful. Yeah. We, we've had a little break, but we are back. Uh, virtual life again, so if the quality is not as good... That sort of explains that. Uh, we'll run through League Two, League One Championship. I've got a little quiz for Luke as well. Uh, see how well he does. But yeah, we'll start with League Two. Luke, what, what what's the first game? Uh, it's Bradford versus Rochdale. Well, Rochdale versus Bradford. Three um, 0 to Bradford. Mm. Uh, an important win for Bradford and Rochdale, seeming like down and out basically at the moment. I think. I think. Uh, Going down to the National League is probably the direction they're going to go this season because the eight points off Crawley in twenty second, and with four games to go for them, it's it's not looking too promising at the moment. Especially with again Hartlepool doing so well under uh, Thingy. What's his name? I've got his name. What's his name? I've got his name. John Askey. There we go. Right. Uh, but yeah, a really important result for Bradford who go into the playoffs now. Um, Starting to have a little bit of a gap between six and seven for the rest of the pack, really, at the moment. Uh, Bradford on 71 points, Mansfield 66th in seventh, and Salford in 66th in eighth. So there's a big gap opening up between sixth and seventh. So I think only seventh place is up for grabs at the moment, really, in that playoff race. Yeah, I saw in regards to Rochdale, I saw a few posts last week where people were basically saying, Oh, Rochdale, you know, they're strong. What was it? They got a win against Wimbledon, a win against Walsall, uh, and a draw against Mansfield. And they closed the gap by like two, three points. Um, I think it was at 10 and it went down to maybe six or seven, actually. Uh, but people were saying, oh, maybe Rochdale are going to stay up. You know, they've turned the form. For me, I don't think so. And I think this game sort of proves that. I think people sort of got a little bit excited uh, from what happened last week. They had a good run of form, but... You know, I think that it's too little, too late. Um, and as you said there, how many points do they drift? Eight points. It's I, don't, I just can't see it happening. I think the only team that's going to get out of there is Hartlepool. Uh, I think they're on a great run of form at the moment, especially Dan Kemp on loan from MK Duns, it has to be said. He's got quite a lot of goals. Um, but yeah, back to this game. Looking at the other team, Bradford, three goals. You know, they're doing well. They are doing well. They've got Andy Cook up top. He's got 24 goals. 24 goals in his 32s. One of the best seasons he's had. Uh, but yeah, Bradford doing really well getting into the playoffs. It's between them, Mansfield and Salford, really, isn't it? Do you not think? Yeah, Bradford haven't lost since uh, the 18th of February. So they've gone at least 10 games w- without a defeat at the moment. I mean, half of them have been draws, but most of the, well, the other half have been wins. So th- I think they're looking like the, the most informed team in them playoffs at the moment. Maybe Stockport might pit them to that title, but... Um, yeah, really strong under Mark Hughes at the moment, and again, I'd probably back them in the playoffs. 
Yeah, one player that's been standing out for them recently, who you know a bit about, is Harry Chapman. Yeah, I, it went a bit quiet, really. Um, yeah. Obviously, it was online. Uh, it, was, it wasn't last season. Or was it last season? Uh, it was 2021. Yeah, so COVID season. He, he came in and basically saved you know, Shrewsbury Town, uh, coming up with loads of goals against really good op- op- opponents, really. Um, yeah, he's been popping up with a, a, a few... Uh, assists and goals recently. Uh, when he went down to League Two, I thought it was probably a bit too good for League Two, but uh, he didn't really have one of the best starts anyway. I mean, he on paper, he should be one of Bradford's best players, but he hasn't really proved it so far this season. And getting into a bit of form now, um, it's probably all that Bradford want, really, at the moment. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely. He's a good player, but as you said there, the stats haven't really showcased what he can do. Bit of a slow start. They've got a few other good players in there. For example, Smallwood. I think he was a man of the match in this game. Obviously, he's formerly of Hull in the Championship, doing well there. Uh, one player that stands out to me as well is Walker in midfield. Jamie Walker, Scottish. He used to play for Hearts. He's been a star player up there. Uh, you know, he's, he's too good for this level. I think he's about League One standard, in my opinion, but he's a good player. But yeah, you know, Bradford doing everything right, as you said, to be in the playoffs. You know, they've got a few games coming up, but... You know, five games to go. Four is it? Four, how many points to clear? Uh, five points. Oh, yeah. Five points clear. Yeah, my money's on them staying in. Uh, you know, and I would you say that they're in the race for the automatics as well? Uh, I don't know if he can go that far at the moment. Really. Um, again. Yeah, they actually realise that. To be fair, um, and it's three points off Northampton, and they've got a game in hand. Oh, they've got a game in hand. Yeah, okay. Um, they do have hard opponents, though. Um, yeah. Gillingham, who are third in the form table since January. You've got Leighton Orient, who are first. And you've also got Northampton, who are second at the moment. Yeah. Um, so they're going to have to do the hard way if they want to get into the automatics anyway. Yes, they definitely are. Right, let's move to another game. Uh, and we're going to do Crawley, as you just mentioned, them, versus Tranmere. Uh, this game went the way of Crawley Town in a 2-1 win. Uh, Tranmere started on top with a goal from Saunders, but uh, Oteo and Powell just before half-time, picking up two goals to make it 2-1. Crawley, as you said there, you know, they're, they're sat 22nd. I've done off the top of my head. Uh, 22nd, yeah, and Tranmere in 11th. Uh, Crawley. For me, I'm going to say now, four games to go. There's two points between them and Hartlepool. My money's on Hartlepool overtaking them. Yeah, it's the same, to be honest with you. I don't think Crawley can keep any bit of form at the moment, to be fair. And I think that they just went, well, in this game, especially, they just went up against a, um, a Tramir team that were firmly on the beach. Uh, a Tramir team that are no trouble going down or, or up. Um other new manager, a caretaker manager that hasn't really done that well in his tenure so far, and some really dire defending on the first quarterly goal too. Um, there's a clip going around Twitter of the basically laughable defending from the Tranmere backline, which so it really did play into Crawley's hands. And if we look at Crawley's next few games, uh, there's a big one. Um, they do play Hartlepool uh, on the 22nd of April. That is going to be the one, I think, which decides it, really. Because if Hartlepool win that, I, I back them to 
stay up, especially under John Askey, who is, uh, I, I would say, he's a really good manager for League, for League Two. Um, I think he's, he's obviously a proven manager at League Two level too. Um, we got Macclesfield promoted a few years ago, um, and then moved to Shrewsbury, didn't do really well, and then moved to Port Vale, did all right, not great, but all right. Um, and then you went to York City, mm. got them promoted to the National League and got sacked this season for some unknown reason. And York have literally just fallen off a cliff this season. So it proved that he does have a good track record. And I think it's a new manager bounce that Hartlepool really needed, to be fair. Yeah, I, I know I, I joked about, about Dan Ken, but I just want to highlight his stats. Uh, he's, they signed him on loan in January, obviously. In 14 games, he's got nine goals and two assists. Yeah, you might need some of that, might you? Uh, it would be brilliant to have him back at Don's, but I think he's been probably one of the, the key key parts. You know, you've said new manager, etc., but I think he's one also one of the key parts uh, that's helping to push this survival hope. And yeah, there's this massive game against Crawley Town coming up. You know, I think Crawley, Crawley got Colchester as well um, mm-hmm. tomorrow night, Tuesday night, and is that Tuesday the 18th? Get the date in there. Tuesday the 18th. And Colchester sit 20th, four points ahead of Crawley. So, you know, if Crawley, in, I think that's a big game for Colchester because that sort of secures their safety, I guess. Yeah, I think Colchester would love to win it. Um, there also is a, another team who are actually in the relegation battle at the moment. And that is Harrogate Town. Mm. Only three points clear of the relegation zone. And I mean, they've got a game in hand on the rest of the, uh, rest of the teams below them. But again, their their running isn't really favourable. They've got Northampton and Mansfield, two of the five teams, uh, two of the five teams that are going for promotion at the moment. I think they they can't win. I think they've only won one in the last five. They are points so, though, um, which is good for them. And I I do really think it's just Luke Armstrong up front that's really keeping them out of that relegation zone. He's got fifteen goals and four assists this season. And I have a massive feeling that we're going to try and sign him in the summer. So yeah. keep an eye out for that. Yeah, he's a great player. I've heard a lot about him. He's doing M- massive. Well. He just looks like a Viking, really. He does, yeah. His blonde ponytail. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, that sort of wraps up that game there, I guess, then. Not not too much to say about Tranmere, uh, as you mentioned, their team that's sort of safe, well, very, very safe, uh, and not really going to push for promotion or be worried by relegation. Uh, one final game then. Uh, this is more promotion based, I guess. Stevenage 2 Wimbledon 1. Luke, what are your thoughts? Again, a much needed win for Stevenage, who, whose form again after that Aston Villa game has severely plummeted. Um, only three wins in the last 15. Um, not, not great for them. Um, this is the first win 2-1 against Wimbledon. Uh, since March, well, mid-March against Crew, and it's a, a vital win for them because it, it still keeps them in that automatic zone, uh, which is a bit odd. Seeing as they, they've basically done Sheffield Wednesday, but before Sheffield Wednesday, did Sheffield Wednesday. So, yeah, um, great win for them. Wimbledon haven't won, well, won one game, two games all year. Sorry, two get two games all year, year so far. Similar um, form to uh, last season. 
they've done a little bit better this uh, this season. Um, the game is better, but again, um, is it El Hadmi? El Hadmi, yeah. He is he scored nine in his last twelve for, for Wimbledon. Basically, the only person keep, uh, keeping them in games at the moment, really, because they've been awful. And again, it was a game that you would expect Stevenage to win with Roberts winning uh, scoring the fourth minute, then Al had me scoring the eleventh, and then Reed in sixty seventh, sixty first. Sorry, um, yeah, it was a, a desperately needed win for Stevenage, who will probably get overtaken in the automatic spots by in the season. That's that's my kind of thought on it. Um, I don't know if you agree, Harry. Steven, uh, yeah, no, yeah, I do. I do. I think later on top, obviously. And then I'm looking at Bradford, as we just mentioned. Yeah, no, I think Bradford, Stockport and Carlisle just seem more exciting to me than the Stevens of Northampton. Um, I think maybe Northampton's run of form is good. They'll stay there. So Stevenage. It's too close. It's, it really is too close to tell. You know, with four games to go, you've got three points between how many teams is that? Six. So, yeah, five. Sorry. I mean, I, I did back Stockport to come third, though. Um, guess, guess who? Yeah. Guess, guess who predicted that start season? I, I know you did. Yes, I know you did. We need to have a review of that. We need to do an episode where we review our predictions. Yeah, we'll save that. We'll save that. four games time. We'll save that for then. But. Yeah, no, I do agree. Uh, I think, you know, Stevenage, I, I wouldn't count them out yet, but you know, they were on such a good run of form and it's sort of stalled and they've got however many draws in a row. They got a couple, I think they lost to Salford and they drew three, didn't they? Um, and then they beat Steven. Sorry, they, they are Stevenage. They beat Wimbledon. So, you know, they are picking up the points, but it's not at the pace you would expect. You know, you're looking at Leighton Orient, they've now got a sort of 10 point gap between them and Northampton 11 points for them and Stevenage they've shown what you know what you need to do to get promoted uh Wimbledon on the other hand yeah 19th I think they're going to stay around in that area uh as he said there Hamid's doing very very well up top but he's their only real star player it's a bit of a shame to say that they've got a few good players in there as well uh, for example, Jayazimi, or however you pronounce his name, he's on loan from Charlton. He was a very good prospect for North, uh, Northampton, Norwich back in the day. But yeah, uh, and you got Jana as well. He obviously plays Shrewsbury, but he's on loan from uh, Cambridge, if I'm right. So it'll be interesting to see what those two can do next year. Uh, have you got anything else you want to add for Lee Well, I think we've pretty much covered it. We've covered the promotion and relegation, which is this time of the season the only things that we really really need to worry about really yes um, right do you want to run us through the rest of the scores uh, yeah so the fixture well the results from Saturday 15th of April was Gillingham 1 Stockport County 1 Rochdale 0 Brad 3 Sutton United 0 Leighton Orient 2 Collal 0 Northampton 0 Crew 2 Walsall 0 Grimsby 1 Mansfield 1 Salford 0 Colchester 1 Swimbledon Swindon 0 Barrow nil, Newport two, Hartlepool nil, Crawley two, Tranmere one, Harrogate two, Doncaster two, and Stevenage two, Wimbledon one. Right, uh, I'm going to do. It's one quiz split into three parts. Okay, right. League two. We haven't done any any of this to be fair. Uh, can you name the five biggest stadiums in League two, capacity wise? Uh, Valley Parade. Valley Parade. Who is that? What team's that? 
Bradford. Yes. It's Northern Commercial Stadium now. Uh, it's a hard one because the, there's loads of like a pretty similar size now. Yeah. Um, probably Brisbane Road for a late Orient 2. No. I'm not too sure. No. No. That's surprising. Did they get like 8,000 a game? Yeah. Uh, I'll give you a help. One well, team. Carlisle, Carlisle's pretty big. Carlisle, yeah, that's uh, that's number two. Um, one Grimsby, team. Today. Grimsby's pretty big. Is that not in the top five? No, no. There's only a couple thousand between, you know, the top five and I'd say fifteenth. Oh, um, the Poundland Stadium. That's quite big too. Who is the Poundland Stadium? I've got a different name. Uh, Walsall. Walsall. Uh, no. Tranmere. Tranmere, yep. Yeah, that's in there. That's no, number three. Not... you got the top uh, three. Uh, right. It's quite hard. It is, yeah. Two more. Both are 15,000. Uh, Gillingham, obviously. Nope, that's 11,000. That's in at six. Right, nice. Stockport. Nope. No, Crew's not that big, is it? I know he's got one big stand, but surely he's no. not that big. It's not that I was going to say, uh, can't think of how big Sutton Swindon's is probably big. Yep, Swindon's is in it. A four. Four, there. 50, we go, 728. One more in League One last year, really. Really, really, Doncaster. Yes, really. I didn't know that was that big. Fifteen thousand two hundred thirty-one. Wow! I never realised it was that big. Anyway, I never because realised it was that big. Anyway, well, tennis is eight thousand, so not not awful, but that just shows how much knowledge I have uh, of League Two stadiums. Really, you got there in the end. Yeah. After naming half the teams in the league. Yeah, so it's uh, elimination. Mm. Right. Let's move to League One. A um, few matches in League One. A lot of goals scored. Probably, would you say the highest scoring weekend we've had? Yeah, 42 goals, I think, in 12 matches, which is massive, yeah. really. It's pretty silly. Yeah. Um, and it, it's quite hard to touch on some of these matches because the score lines are so mental but I, I do really think we have to go to one first or one in particular that I'm quite happy about to be honest with you yeah um, that's Ipswich 6 uh, Charlton nil. um the reason why I'm quite happy about this is because a couple of weeks ago Charlton beat us 6 nil. so I mean what goes around comes around really uh, well, yeah they're playing MK Nons tomorrow so I've got to hope that they don't win 6 nil in retaliation uh, no, um, the, the team I'm worried about, really, uh, who are playing Ipswich away tomorrow, um, is Paul Vale. Yes, no manager. <laughs> no manager. Um, about three players booked, well, sent off of the weekend. Well, two players sent, sent off of the weekend. No manager. About I think they've only got like 12 outfield players. And if, um, Don, if Don's win, they'll go below Don's. <laughs> then they are in a real relegation battle, aren't they? 
Yeah, the yeah. Three so what? Uh, <laughs> six points. Yeah, if, we, if we go through this, if we go through this match, um, it started off with Connor Chapin. Well, actually, no. There's before this match, um, there was a bit of um, an outburst from Ipswich fans as they found out a Sheffield Wednesday fan was going to be refereeing the game. Yeah. Did you see that? Yes. Yeah. Um, so then, <laughs> they they got the referee changed, which means now. The referees almost got to be biased towards Ipswich. Yeah. So it doesn't look dodgy. Um I don't think that would have helped any outcome for Charlton really. Uh, and completely be honest. Um well, yeah, the, the scoring started in the seventh minute with Connor Chaplin, then he scores in the 14th as well. Um and then in the 70th. Um, and then Ladapo scores in the 75th. This could have been um, Chaplin's fourth goal, but he decides to leave it for Ladapo to score because L- Ladapo hasn't really been on the score sheet too much in uh, this season. And then Ladapo in the 84th, and then Davis in the 95th. Um, but I saw this score. I was incredibly happy. Oh, and, and Ryan Innes got his fourth red card of the season for Charlton. Mm. I mean, part of things, how bad were we um, to lose this much? to Charlton, who are not a great team, as, as it's been shown by Ipswich, who absolutely battered them 3.64 XG to 0.2 uh, with 24 shots to five and seven on targets to two. Um, absolute decimation of Charlton. Um, and I believe this might be a result of champions. Champions, you think? Yes. Well, to be fair... Um... Hold on, let me just say what I think about this game and then we'll move to the promotion race with this. With this, um, One per- person I want to highlight is Michael Hector uh, in defence for Charlton. Signed from Fulham, Premier League outfits Fulham, um, was probably one of the biggest signings there is, played in this game and they've conceded six. Do you think he's not as good as people suggest then? Uh, maybe not. Um, another, another controversial thing is... Uh, Macaulay Bond has apparently been yeah. told off by Dean Holden um, because he'd been liking Ipswich tweets, uh, um, which is a bit odd. I mean, I know he's an Ipswich fan, but played for them really, as well. Yeah, shouldn't should really be doing that when you just got battered six nil. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite I'm so glad we didn't sign him. The only we star were, we, player that got is Raksaki, really, isn't it? Yeah, we we were here for Bond to start this um, in the summer transfer window. I'm so glad we haven't. We didn't get him in the end because he's only good two goals this match uh, this season and one was against us. So um, yeah. he's not done, not done quite well, has he? Yeah. Um, my thoughts on this game, I think, you know, you've got one team that's got championship players, Connor Chaplin, Ladapo, Davis, you know, all the, I can name, name all of them. Uh, and one team that hasn't. You know, we've got a few stars, Scott Fraser, Raksaki, as I mentioned there. But... I think, as you said, the Ipswich coming into this, they'd won four and drawn one in the last five. Uh, and, the, you know, these aren't tough games that they've been playing. They beat Wickham 4-0. They beat Derby 2-0. They beat Bolton 2-0. Uh, they beat Shrewsbury 2-0 as well. Uh, whilst you're looking at Charlton, they had, they had an all right form coming in. You know, three wins, a draw, uh, and sure. lost. And that, that big win again there against Shrewsbury, that's 6-0. But, you know... I'm I'm a bit surprised it was six to be honest, you know, because Charlton they're not they're not a small club. Obviously, they were known a few years ago for being that sort of team that would be in League One, get promoted to the Championship, get relegated, then get promoted. A bit like Norwich and Watford used to be 
used to be. So I said used there. Um, but yeah, if we, we do have to focus on this promotion battle. Top of the league, we have Plymouth. Second, we have Ipswich. Third, we have Sheffield Wednesday. It's between those three mainly for this for this leg. Sheffield Wednesday seem to be throwing it away, but we'll be talking about their game in a minute. Um, Ipswich, so you said champions, I say champions. I think Plymouth, they're going to lose a couple of the next few. Every time they go at the top, they lose at the moment. Ipswich, they've, they've closed the gap and they're there and they're fighting and showing what they can do. Yeah, no, I, I think Ipswich definitely... Well, seventy-five percent sure that Ipswich will be crowned champions at the end of the season. Uh, Plymouth do have a li- well; it's quite an easy running, really. To be honest with you, only really, really hard game for them is Shrewsbury. Like, I'm, I mean, a really hard game with the ten out, outfield players that we have. Um, and then they got Cambridge, Bristol Rovers, Burton, and Port Vale. So. If they drop any points there, I think they don't deserve to be champions and Ipswich will probably become the, the champions, really. Um, yeah, I think Sheffield Wednesday at the moment are drifting very quickly away from the automatic positions as we saw in Burton 3, Sheffield Wednesday 2. Came as a shock to me. Did it come as a shock to you, Harry? Uh, Burton, as you said there, yeah. Brayford, Helm picking up the goals, doing the business. Burton, you know, they, they sort of pulled themselves out of the relegation zone, didn't they? They were bottom. They were 23rd for a bit. Um, mm-hmm. But they're really strong a few performances together. You know, they're up to 16th now. Uh, and this, I think this sort of performance against Sheffield Wednesday, I know Sheffield Wednesday, as I said, are choking. Uh, they went, how many, they went like 170 days without losing, didn't they? 20, 23 match, half a season they went yeah. without losing. And then they went top, and then ever since then they they were lost four in a row, and then just, yeah they've won one game and eight top they just throw it away, um but yeah focusing on Burton to start with you know they've moved eight points clear of the relegation zone, and they've got one two games in hands on most of the teams now they're three games in hands on Morecambe so they're safe they are safe, um I think it shows what happens when you've got a manager that actually cares. You know, the start of the season, yeah. we talk about Floyd Hasselbank, didn't really care. His team lost 3-0 on Saturday. He was in Newcastle and Sky on Sunday. So, uh, Dino Manria, what a name. Uh, you know, he's come in and really turns it round. They do have some good players in there. You know, we're looking at the squad. They, they obviously lost uh, Davis Caledon, which was a big surprise, actually, that they let him go because, you know, how well is he doing for Mansfield at the moment? But I had me back in on loan from Ipswich. Obviously, there a few years ago, did really well. Charlie Kirk in from Charlton. We've got Sam Willen as well. I don't know if he's playing, but the main man, Deji, Oshilaja. What a man. What a guy. Wow. This does mean that we can go back to Burton next year. And you're probably going to be going to it uh, last day of the season too. Maybe. It's £20. £20? We went for 14 did didn't we? Why is it £20 now? I don't know. Because... No, that's a southern club, isn't it? Um, yeah. Well, what I found funny about this match was Sheffield Wednesday fans were laughing at Barnsley after uh, Brayford um, blocked the ball on the line with his arm and the referee didn't see it. Yeah, He would have had a three-match ban if the referee would have seen it, which means that he wouldn't have played against Sheffield Wednesday and wouldn't have scored against Sheffield Wednesday. Um, but also used to play for Sheffield United too, so... 
Yeah. Um, I think he definitely enjoyed that goal. Yeah. No, yeah. I don't know how the ref didn't see that in the game, but, you know, turning up, these rivalries, they do stay. They do stay. Um, a big one on like Sheffield United versus Sheffield Wednesday. Braithwood will always be a United player. So coming up against, well, he's probably played against half the team. Barry Bannon, Patterson. How long have they been there? Palmer as well in defence. I know I offer. How long have they been playing there? The championship days. But yeah, do you think Sheffield Wednesday then are going to choke or do you think Plymouth are going to choke more? Uh, I think Sheffield Wednesday are definitely going to be the ones to choke, to be honest with you. They've they've shell shocked really in recent weeks. I mean, I, I know in this game Burton scored three goals with zero point seven eight xg, so probably not deserving of three goals in basically 30, uh, twenty five minutes of football. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, lots of questions really for. Uh, I'm really bad at managers, but I know his name. Obviously, Darren Moore. Um, obviously, he's they're gonna gonna uh, the rate they're going. They're gonna be in League One next season, and that's t- terrible for Sheffield Wednesday, who should be in the Championship. And I mean, if if form carries on, they're gonna be beaten by Barnes in the playoff uh, playoff final, probably. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say if you know. The team's in the playoffs at the moment. Barnsley, best form. You know, the Barnsley can make a late push for it if Plymouth and Sheffield Wednesday both made mistakes. Three points for them in Sheffield and I don't know, there's five points for them in Plymouth, but hey ho, something could happen. Something weird could happen. Um, but yeah, if they play Barnsley, Barnsley will win. Bolton, Bolton will probably win. And you know what? Peterborough or Derby, whichever team it is, I bet both of them as well at the moment. I don't know what it is. I know Peter huh. lost and we're going to talk about them, but I think on the big occasion, it reminds me of, you know, when Wickham got promoted to the championship over yeah. Oxford. Oxford, you know, they were the favourites at Wembley. Um, but, you know, a good bit of managing. I understand that was Gareth Ainsworth, but Derby, they got Paul Wern. He's a good manager. Um, and Peter, they've got the big players. They've got Clark Harris up front. So I just, I don't know what it is. I just, I just very feel very negative about Sheffield Wednesday and Plymouth. I think I think the the negativity around Plymouth really just stem back from last year, really. Yeah. You, um, yeah, that's well, all it is. Beat them five nil on the last day of the season. Yeah, and it still wasn't enough. We went five nil. I know it wasn't. We went top of the league at one point. <laughs> Could have won it. Yeah, anyway, it hurts. But I just think my main reason for the Plymouth argument is that. Michael Cooper, their goalkeeper, who's been so well out for the rest of the season, you know, and, you know, a lot of their squad is slightly changed, whether that be due to injuries or bad form or something like, Whit- was it Whitaker? Is that his name or Whitick or something like that? You got recalled by yeah. Swansea. You know, I'm just I'm a little bit, a little bit worried because if you're looking at their players, you compare them to the likes of Sheffield Wednesday and Ipswich. They're, they're nowhere near the same, especially with Ipswich. Looking at Ipswich, you think Championship squad. You look at Plymouth, you think, okay, they've got you know a good few low moves in there. You're looking at midfields that they don't compare. Um, Plymouth have got Jordan Houghton and Mateta in there, and Matt Butcher. You know they're not they're not standout Championship players yet. I, I'm not saying they're not going to be, but I'm saying. Would you rather them or would you rather midfield of Morsi or have Barry Bannon in there? You know what I mean? It's I'm just a bit hesitant. 
Yeah, fair enough. Um, obviously, there was two derbies at the weekend. Exeter versus Plymouth. Very boring one, to be fair. Um, Plymouth only won it 1-0 with yeah. a deflected goal. Um, so, yeah, Exeter probably the better team over the nine minutes, but Plymouth, I, I think we're quite lucky to win that match. The other one, more interesting. Um, uh, it was led to some danger. I don't, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. I don't know. What uh, some, it was a 2 0 win to Cambridge anyway against Peterborough. Uh, led to repercussions at the bottom and at the top, or near the top of the table, uh, with Cambridge going 21st, level on points with Oxford. Um, really good form. Sam Smith has finally come back to the party um, after being anonymous uh, for the last 20 matches. Well, before this last four running games, been anonymous uh, for 20 odd games uh, in the middle of the season. Um, and it means that Peterborough are only just in that sixth spot, thanks to a late penalty from Bristol Rovers to be uh, to draw against Derby. So, again, Cambridge. They are looking like they're making a fight back. Yes. Um, in this relegation battle, it, it's ch- it's completely changed again. You look at it a week ago, you look at the likes of Accrington. Uh, you know, Morecambe is slightly out of it because they have played two more games than the teams around them. But it's, de- it's definitely Accrington. Accrington were outside the relegation zone. Uh, and, you know, a bad two, three game season now. 20 seconds looking relegated, to be honest with you. All right, if they win the next five, they could they could very well stay up. But you know, it's two points adrift of Oxford and Oxford drawing a lot and Cambridge doing well. You know, it, it is weird. Don's obviously dropping two points against Cheltenham. Last kick of the game, Cheltenham scoring. Uh, that keeps them in and around. And also Port Vale having sacked their manager and having Ipswich at next tomorrow night, Tuesday are in it as well. So Cambridge, you know, right time to be picking up the points as they have been. Uh, level points of Oxford, you know, I can see them going above Oxford and possibly Milton Keynes as well. Yeah. Lou, what do you think about the relegation battle? Uh, I, I, it's a hard one at the moment. Um, can't really see Accrington getting out of it. Obviously, Forest Green relegated at the weekend against Barnsley 5-1. Cambridge look like the team to get out of it, really. And I, I can see Oxford United going down, even Port Vale. I think Milton Keynes, in the end, will probably ha- have enough to stay up, even though their running is pretty tricky. Um, and that that might not be... <laughs> not, it's not the best running for Milton Keynes. Mm-hmm. Um, Port Vale um, are the next ones, really. I think if I put them in order, people with teams that I think will go down, um, it's probably Accrington... Morecambe, Oxford United, Cambridge, Port Vale, Milton Keynes. Um, I'll tell you so that. That's, that's seven in three spots. Uh, no, six in three spots. So, yeah, I, I think you're probably going to finish 18th, Harry. Um, I'll tell you that. I like that. I like the sound of that. That's good news. Yeah. But Cambridge are marching, really. Uh, and the next game is Wickham. Game Accrington, Burton, and Forest Green. So get nine points on the board there, and I think it'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Let's move on then. Um, do you want to run us through the rest of the scores? Yeah, we will. Uh, let's say 
So lunchtime kickoffs, it was X to nil, Plymouth one, Cambridge two, Peter Accrington two, Fleetwood five, Wednesday two, uh, Forest Green one, Barnsley five, again, Forest Green have been relegated after that. It switched six, Charlton nil, Lincoln three, Port Vale two, three red cards in that game, Milton Keynes Dons two, Cheltenham two, Morecambe one, Wickham nil, Oxford United nil, Bolton one, and Shrewsbury Town one, Portsmouth one. Uh, I've just come up with a bit of news at the moment, um, League two news. Yeah, cool. And it goes back to our old friends, Crawley. Um, just been announced that the Supporters Alliance, uh, Crawley, have informed the chairman and the CEO that they need to get out of their club, basically. Um, they've asked for change at the top. 12 months, probably too late. Um, obviously, they have to go through the proper channels and stuff. So, yeah, uh, not looking great at Crawley, and they'll probably get relegated, which is great. Excellent news. Uh, right, quiz time. Back to the same question. Can you name the top mm-hmm. five biggest grounds in League One? Yeah. Uh, what's, your, what's your stadium called? The re- I don't know. The yeah. M Car Utility Stadium. I don't know. It's not um, No sponsorship. Yeah, with third. Yeah. Uh, Hillsborough. Yeah, that's first. Portman Road. Yeah, that's fourth. So you're second and fifth. Uh, it's much better than Eton. Oh, I know. Yeah. Um, Fratton Park. No. They come in. No. At like seventh or eighth. Okay. Um, Pride Park. Yes. Second Derby County. Uh, what place have I got left? Fifth. 28,000. Yeah, it's either between Charlton or Bolton. Which one? I'll go, Char- I'll go Charlton. Nope. Bolton then, yeah. Bolton, yeah. The University of Bolton Stadium, the Valley comes in at six. No, it's not called that anymore, Harry. Which one? It's called the Tough Sheet Stadium. Right, okay. The, the Bolton. No, it is. Seriously, it's called the Tough Sheet Stadium. Google it. Is it? Yeah, and I'm going there at the weekend, so that's going to be fun. Enjoy that. Um, Right, Mm. let's move to the championships. Yay! Yay! Uh, (laughs) Right. Not as many goals as League One, but a few exciting games, a few changes as well uh, at the top of the table. If it loads, if it does load, if it does load, it'd be amazing. Uh, whilst we wait, Luke, take us through the first game. Cupion nil, Coventry three. Victor Gokarez, I think that's yeah, uh, yeah. scoring in the tenth, eighty-eighth minute with uh, Gustavo Hamer in the eighty-sixth. QPR look like they're going to go down, and Coventry are seventh, one point off playoffs. And who who would have predicted that at the start of the season? You did, yes, we know. <laughs> Yeah, um, a really good win for Coventry, but another disgusting performance from QPR. Um, yeah. I think that's fair to say. Um, Gareth Ainsworth signed, have not won since 11th of March, and before that, didn't <laughs> they've won two games since December the 17th. 
Oh my god. This is QPR who were top of the league in December. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh dear. Gareth Ainsworth well, has not had the impact he would have wanted then, I guess. No, and you wouldn't bet against him being sacked at the end of the season. I mean, I know he's not everyone's cup of tea, but he did do remarkable things with Wickham. And it does look like that step up has come. Well, not too early because he's been in League One for ages. But do you think it's not? not He hasn't had a transfer window with them, though. That's the one thing I would say that could keep him there. Um, He's coming. Yeah, I mean. He hasn't had the chance to get with the players he doesn't like and hasn't had the chance to bring the players he does like in. So, Yeah, it's, it's not a Gareth Ainsworth team, but realistically, with the players he's got in, in, a, in, a, in a club as big as QPR, they shouldn't get relegated. They should be constantly mid-table or pushing playoffs, really, and it's just a massive fall-off for them. I mean, I know the one-point clear of the relegation zone, but that's only because Reading have had a six-point deduction or a nine-point deduction yeah. or whatever it was. And it's, it's looking really grim for them at the moment. Really grim. I've got I've got one question then. Do you think... So say they start with Gareth Ainsworth. Do you think he's a manager that can only manage when he hasn't got money? I don't know. He's got a certain style of play, hasn't he? And I don't think that suits the players at QPR who have been on the beal and... Critchley have been used to well them them two managers have a different style of play. But yeah. Beale's Beal was the one that brought most of these players in, and that's a fast, um, progressive passing style of play against a Gareth Ainsworth side, which is lump hoofball, really. It's yeah. purely two point He's gone four four hasn't he? Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel sorry for QBR fans. James Lauren Alcott does not deserve this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, let's look at Coventry then on the other hand. A team that's done very, very, very well this year. Uh, currently sits seventh in the table. One point off Blackburn. Do you think they could get in the playoffs? I definitely do. Um, the next game against Blackburn is the big one uh, on Wednesday night. Uh, it's seventh versus sixth. Whoever wins that, I think we'll get playoffs. Um, I, I really do. And it, it's Important to note that Coventry have done this this season without O'Hare, who was one of their standout players last season. Um, O'Hare really hasn't played that many games for them this season. Um, I think he's been injured for the majority of the season. So to do this without O'Hare is, is, is pretty good going for them. They've got some really good players, to to be honest. With you. Um, obviously, they've got Jordan Panzo at the back, who is on loan um, from Nottingham Forest, but Nottingham Forest... Well, Let's be honest, you're going back to Nottingham Forest at the end, end of the season when they go back into the championship. So um, they've just got a, a really good team. I mean, they obviously haven't spent a lot of money, but they've developed players like um, Gustavo Hamer, Carmo Hare, and obviously the big man, Victor Gokarez, who has been sensational. I, I think I saw a stat that uh, Gokarez and Hamer. Um, have been involved in 88% of Coventry's goals this season or, or 80%. Uh, I don't know which one it was, but it's an incredible thing that Mark Robbins is doing at the moment. He's defying all expectations, taking this Coventry City team from the deep bowels of League Two to 
nearly Premier League glory at the moment is is amazing work. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You got Pelly Roddick as well. If he goes from non-league to Premier League, first player ever uh, to do that. So that'll be quite a special achievement. Um, one team that is standing in there is Millwall as well. Another team that's sort of, you're looking at the start of the year, none of us really, did you predict Millwall to be there? Uh, I, I don't know. I think I would have put them like seventh if yeah. they did a whole table. Yeah, I thought they would be top 10, top 10, round round that sort of mark. Uh, but yeah, doing really, really, really well. Uh, currently sit fifth above Blackburn. Um, yeah, for me, I'm, I'm a, I really hope, you know, you're looking at two teams here, Luton and Middlesbrough. Whichever one of them doesn't get promoted, it's going to be hard mm-hmm. done by here because they've both had outstanding seasons. Uh, to think that Middlesbrough in the relegations zone before Michael Carrick took over at the start of the year is ridiculous. And as you said there, Luton, a team that's gone from non-league to here in, in less than 10 years is, is phenomenal. Um, for me, I'd rather see those two in the Premier League than Sheffield United, but uh, it's not looking like that at the moment. There's five points between Luton and Sheffield United and, you know, it could happen. It could very well happen, but it's looking unlikely after every game's played now. Um, right, let's pick another game. I'll have a look. I've done it. I've had a think. I've had another think. I'm still thinking. Middlesbrough 5, Norwich City 1. Just because there's a lot of goals. And we can talk about Norwich. There yeah. You. Oh, yeah, we can because we don't talk about Norwich enough in, in our live shows. Um, no. <laughs> no, yeah, a massive result for Middlesbrough as well. I mean, every result at the moment seems to be massive. Um, but this was literally massive. 5-1 um, to Middlesbrough. Jacob Ramsey. It's not Jacob Ramsey, is it? What's his name? Aaron Ramsey. We see he's got a hate on Twitter for some reason uh, because people thought he was the other Aaron Ramsey, which is quite funny. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so Ramsey scoring the seventh, uh, Hackney in the 41st, Archer in the 43rd, and then Josh Sargent scores in the 45th. And everyone's like, oh, is it going to be a comeback? No, Archer scores in the 50th. <laughs> uh, 45th or safe for them Chuo at Pom who has been absolutely insane for Middlesbrough scores in the 49th minute and then the game just peters out really from there um, important to note that that was Chuo at Pom's 27th goal of the season that's ridiculous that is ridiculous that's the most he's ever scored in a season and I swear that's yeah. like more than his previous 90 games worth I think it actually was, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> it's got five in 40 for Middlesbrough for this, and 11 in 52nd for, uh, 52, sorry, for P-A-O-K something, F-C. Yeah, the Turkish. Yeah, I don't, I have no clue what that says. They had a low move at Forest back in the day. Back in the day? But Dom doesn't remember him. Dom doesn't really know any um, lone players that they are. Forrest, seven seven games, no goals for Forrest. Also Coventry and Brentford on that list. Uh, but yeah, he's done outstanding, as you mentioned there. Michael Carrick has to take a lot of the credit there, dropping him into that cam roll, letting him just be on the ball and be free. And it just works so well. Uh, and especially when you've got someone like Cameron Archer playing in front of him now up front. Um the bench as well, quite a strong bench as well. They, they really did strengthen that in uh, the winter period, bringing Alex Mowat in, obviously at West Brom, he's a bit Barnsley, great player. 
uh, Barlassa as well from Rotherham, another great player. Uh, and then when you also you can bring the lights of Matt Crooks off the bench, really tall, good striker, you know, this sort of changes the game up. Norwich, though, right. I know we've talked about Norwich on the live shows quite a bit, but 10th, uh, 10th, and I think the dream's done. I know there's only two points between them and Blackburn, but, you know, we've already spoken about teams that are more exciting, such as Coventry, Millwall, Blackburn a bit hit and miss up and down. Um the other two that are there at the moment is Preston and Sunderland. And to be honest with you, I think that both of those teams are more excited than Norwich and they've got a better chance of getting into those playoffs. Yeah, no offence to Norwich fans, but I really don't want to see in the playoffs again. Yeah. Or, or to go up again, really. Not 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 in any time soon. It's just boring. Um, so that's why I am glad that you're 10th at the moment. I mean, only two points off the playoffs, so anything can happen. But it, it is looking... Highly unlikely that Norwich are going to be in them playoff positions, and it's—I mean, it's—it's it's great seeing new clubs. I mean, I know Luton were in the playoffs last season, but again, Rob Edwards has done a great job at Luton. I mean, the, the end of season awards by us um, when we're going to do that um, are going to be very difficult to judge because who's going to get manager of the season really in the championship? There's so much to choose from. I mean, Gary Rowett. Gary Rowett just goes underneath the radar with Millwall constantly. Yeah. You see, it's whether for that reward, for example, it's whether, you know, you look at a team, you know, everybody will say Vincent Company. Yes, he's come in and done a a fantastic job. Uh, I think Rob Edwards has done well, but then again, he's sort of taken on from the groundwork that Nathan Jones put in there. But yeah, as you said there, Millwall, quite unexpected to be there. I think Coventry unexpected to be there. You can make an argument for Ryan Lowe at Preston as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's going to be a very tough, tough award. Yeah, I think the only other game we can really go on at the moment is actually there's a couple. We could, we could do Preston versus Millwall. That was 2 0 Millwall uh, with Belshaw um, scoring uh, the goals. I think that, that was at the time, I think that was fifth or seventh. And Preston have just come out of nowhere this season. Um, towards the end of the season, they've gone on a really good run, um, which is we didn't expect. But I think Wigan, we need to look at a little bit in more detail because they are basically down and out at the moment with that one 0 loss against Blackpool, another relegation candidate who are four points ahead of them now and they're still twenty third. So it's looking really grim for Wigan. And what if, I mean. You've had the things about them not paying the players' wages, and I always go on about that. But sometimes you you just need these clubs out. Yeah. Well, no, I wouldn't say not that I don't want this not be not, not not that I want Wigan to be dissolved. I just want them to be sustainable. I think it's, it's and more splashing be, uh, loads of money. Yeah, I mean, Wigan, the fan base are all like, "Oh, we're spending loads of money." Wow, look, we're at the top of League One. But then as soon as the money runs out, they're blaming the owners as well. So it's, I mean, I don't What What are they going to be like next season in League One? Are they going to be a basket case club like they were two years ago? Or will they be right at the top of the table like they were last year? That's, that's going to be the decision. Well, that's, that's going to be an outcome that I don't think I'll be able to predict at the moment. Yeah, no, so the players that they've got, they'll do well to stick with a lot of them things they're not actually paying them. If you do look at their squads, 
you know, the squad is very much a top of league one. You know, there's not been a lot of change since uh, now. And when they did get promoted, they've still got the likes of Tom Naylor, Max Power, um, Will Keane as well, great player, Charlie Wyke up top, McGuinness. Uh, I think one of the only real... Yeah, Asgard too. Asgard, yeah. Asgard, he was meant to be the best, next big thing when he was playing in League One last season. Yeah. He was really underperformed for Wigan, like most of the players I've heard of it. But there's a couple additions. Ashley Fletcher, championship well-known player. If you watch the Sunderland Until I Die, he's on there. Been at Watford. And also Stephen Corker. So it's very interesting. Well, I think half of them would leave, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, Will Keane's going to leave, definitely. He's too good to be a Wigan in League One again. Yeah. Uh, James McLean will probably get a lower-end championship um, job again. Charlie um, White will probably go. But although he's Charlie White, yeah. Callum Lang seems not championship standard at the moment. They scored Mongol this season. He's meant to be leading the line. So that's very oh, underwhelming from him. Um, Power will probably. Half this, I, don't, I don't. I think they'll probably they'll probably keep half this team. To be fair, because yeah. um, the season they just haven't been good enough. Apart from that. Bursts of energy that they got at the start of the season where you saw them in the top half, and now now it's 24th and it's just gone dire. I think the ultimate thing that killed the club really was the appointment of thingy, what's his name? Torre, Carlo Torre. Um, Torre, yeah, yeah, so hasn't really gone well for them, really. No, right, let's look at the other team then in this. We're gonna obviously bottom. Uh, but they play Blackpool. Blackpool, who are 23rd, and they've sucked Mick McCarthy not too long ago. Um, I think Blackpool, four points out of Wigan, four points off Cardiff City, uh, who sit 21st. So they're the team that they're trying to catch, and obviously four points off Reading, that means as well. I don't think they're going to do it. Um, we would be very, very negative at the moment with these two teams, but... For me, they've never really had the championship sort of team. I think they they did very well in League One because they signed, you know, they signed some quality players for League One. Uh, they had a lot of them as well. They had, you know, at one point they had Luke Garber and James Hudsmans as the left backs, for example. They had two very good players in the, each position. Um, but then again, they're League One players. They weren't championship players. They've taken the step up, and they haven't really strengthened a lot. Um, the big one of the biggest strengths they did during the winter was bringing Josh Bowler back, back on loan from Forest. So, you know, to sign in former players, not really getting anything for the future. Uh, Charlie Patino, who did so well from the start of the year, lot of spotlight on him, obviously on loan from Arsenal. He's gone quiet. He's on the bench now. Can't get in the starting lineup. So, mm. it, it's very worrying. Yeah, it is. I think I think Blackpool. Are- Probably gone at the moment. I think it is up to Reading, Cardiff, and Huddersfield, even Rotherham. I think you can probably get Rotherham in that relegation battle too. It's only three points clear of uh, Cardiff, so it's going to be it's going to be a tough one. Yeah, I think it will go right down to the wire on the last day of the season. Really, this relegation battle, that last place in the relegation zone. Yes, indeed. Right. Do you want to run us through the rest of the scores? Yeah. Um, um, so on Friday the 14th of April it was 5-1 to Middlesbrough against Norwich and then on the Saturday it was 
four for Sheffield United, one for Cardiff, Watford two, Bristol City nil, uh, Stoke City one, West Brom two, QPR nil, Coventry three, Blackpool one, Wigan nil, Rotherham nil, Luton two, Millwall two, Preston nil, Swansea one, Huddersfield nil, Sunderland two, Birmingham one, Reading nil and Burnley nil and Blackburn nil and Hull nil. So a bit more goals in League Two, but nowhere near as many goals as in League One. No, yeah. Right, to finish this episode, Luke, what are the top five biggest capacity stadiums in the Championship? Uh, Sunderland. Yeah, that's number one. Yeah. yeah. Sunderland's. Oh, it's, not, it's not called Sunderland. Sydney uh, of Light, yeah. Um, Middlesbrough's. Riverside, yeah, that's number two. Yeah. Bramall Lane. That comes in at number four. So number three and number five. Both start with C. Three and five. Yeah. Mike Ashley owns number five. Oh, one. Does he, the Rico Arena? Yes. Well, Coventry Building Society Arena now. Um, but yeah, no, that's what it's that's called number now. Five, number three. And Carrow Road. No. No, <laughs> sorry. No. Carrow Road's like nine. Number three. 33,000. Um... Any guesses? Any guesses? I mean, it's either between Blackburn's stadium. No. Actually, no, Preston's is quite big. No. No. Is it Cardiff's? Yes, there we go. Yeah. 33,000. Is he even between them three? Yeah, 365 is 30, isn't it? Yeah. 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 That's recent. For our 30, yeah, that comes in at 7th. Yeah, 30. Blackburn's yeah. 31,000. Cardiff, those 33. Right. That wraps us up nicely here. Um, if you want to listen, well, actually, no, you're going to be listening to this on your own sport podcast area. Live shows will be back in two weeks, I want to say now. Um, obviously, on a Friday, six or seven. Actually, no, it's probably three weeks. A bit ahead of myself there. Um, but yeah, they're exciting. We'll have more podcasts out soon. Uh, a few different ones as well to wrap up at the end of the year. Uh, as usual, there'll be content on EFL at URN on TikTok and Instagram mainly. Twitter might pop up every now and then if Luke gets passionate about something. Uh, but yeah, Luke, have you got anything else you want to add? Uh, not really, no. No, lovely stuff. Right. Uh, yeah, that wraps us up nicely. Hope you enjoyed. Uh, please do tune in next week. Oh, 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 oh,